Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he's Coming up on Footy Talk today, we've got Connor Watson talking all things. We're going to review the Roosters' season and speak about Panthers v Storm. And we're also going to be covering the story that doesn't seem to be going anywhere, the Ben Hunt saga with the Dragons. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of Footy Talk. Uh, joined, as always... By Connor Watson. Connor, how are we doing? The season's over for the Roosters. Yeah, done. As you can uh, tell, my voice is a little mm. bit husky. Ah, that, that's all right. There, there is a, a bit of cold going around. Yeah. So, uh, and all GI's out. Josh Reynolds is back. I mean, he's I mean, back. And yes, Connor, he's a bit dusty today. He's slim. Had our slim, dusty. Uh, award ceremony last night. So. It was good. How was it? It was good fun. It was good to um, catch up with everyone. Sort of, you know, it's it's always a weird one awards because it's kind of like the last time you might see some people, some of the boys that are leaving, some of the staff that are leaving. Like once ever, once sort of this uh, last night finishes, everyone mm. goes their separate ways. Yeah, and yeah. But when you're not, when you know that you're not seeing someone for a while, or maybe not again, sometimes you're like, oh, that's unfortunate. But sometimes you're like. Actually, that's pretty good. I'm not going to miss that. <laughs> oh, oh. You had a few of them, mate. <laughs> no. Me, me, me in particular. Oh, Reynolds is going to the Tigers. I'm off to the Dragons. Yeah, don't you lie. Know what? He said a nice speech, mate. Oh, I might not see him tough. Nah, I'm only joking. <laughs> did you? He did, mate. No, so was, very, very, was it about you? It was very emotional. Yeah, it was. Or just it was very nice, club. mate. It was very nice. No, yeah. it was about me in general. Well, Josh. It was very nice. Did you did you cry? Did. Any tears? Oh man, I'm a, I'm I'm heavy tear. Really? Oh, I'm the worst. Oh, and that, I didn't I like didn't know cho- what it was either. Choking and yeah. I didn't know what that had happened too. So it was it was a very nice gesture, mate. Mm. Love that. Yeah, uh, you're a good, good man, Jimmy. Who uh, who eh. sweeped up the awards last night for the Roosters? Yeah, it was basically the um, Lindsay Collins show <laughs> and uh, Siwa Wong as well. Yes, mm. what a player. I good kid too. Mm. He's a great kid. Yeah, Lindsay, well deserved. The avocado man. <laughs> He's had a good year. He turned it on this year as far as um, away from footy too. Talked about in his speech last night that uh, when he thanked his missus, he just said like, you know, this year you've had to sacrifice a lot because I think he said to her last off season, he's like, I'm getting basically tightening um, everything up. He, like he didn't drink all year, basically ate the same meal every day. Wow. So him and his missus would have different dinners because <laughs> she was so overeating. It was like steak. Sweet potato and avocado. That's where. That's why he's the avocado man, because he was just eating avocado every meal, and then like mince and um, eggs and avocado for Ricky, and he just did the same thing. And like, do you do that, James? Not to that extent. Yeah. Not that. Not not, not that militant. You you were pretty good though, weren't you? Uh, I was a scales tipper, Josh. Oh, yeah. Tip the scales one way. Yeah, other, you know, but yours like, used to get stuff on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing worse than when you get a salad and they drown it in dressing. He demanded it first. <laughs> no, no, first, d- time demands, ever, first, demand, time, first time he ever come into the cafe, the lovely lady Joe Bell's been there for years. Yeah. And he comes off the plane. First thing he says, make mm. sure the dressing's on the side. <laughs> mm. Exactly <laughs> like that. So can, Why do you not like the. <laughs> no, no, no. I like it through, but I don't like put, like, I don't like someone else going, I'm going to put the dressing on the salad because they <laughs> tend to overdo it. Yeah. 
Like, and once you've gone too far, there's no coming back. And then you're mm. like, well, what was the point in having this salad? Mm. All those calories in the Caesar dressing. Would you send like, it back? No, no. never, never send it back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> never send it. Matt, are you joking? I'd never send it back. I'd just be, I, I'd, I'd ask. So you can I have it on the side, please. And even, you know what? Even if they messed it up, I'm not, I'm not that picky. Where I'd be like, oh, I asked for this yeah, on the side. Like, not mm. about that life. But anyway, <laughs> Roosters uh, season review. What, what, what are your thoughts on it? I think Robbo made a really good point last night, um, and he spoke about how, like, obviously you look at the last two months and really proud of the boys, the way that they finished the year off, you know, like it was all said and done at one point. We thought we weren't going to make the finals. Um, and then I th- who do we, we lost, lost the game against someone. We should have beat them. Remember we were in here and I said yes. we'd win every game, but we lost that one. And then sort of the percentage of making it was like 11% or something. <laughs> and the boys went on that mad run and just started to like play a bit more cohesive. Attack got a lot better because our attack was just very stagnant throughout the year. And I reckon losing Cheese and after like he started to get it going at the start of the year, then lost him for for a good period. So when you've sort of had him at nine through the whole preseason and then, you know, different combinations, it took a little while to get going. But having him come back, he hit some really good form. Um, and then you started to see the best of our footy. But I think defensively, like the way we grew and the effort, some of the defense in the last mm. six weeks was was um, really good. But then, you know, the other side of the coin, at the start of the year, if you told us we'd be bounced out in the second week of the finals, everyone would have been really disappointed. So it's like, yeah, proud of the way we finished the year and like the resolve we showed to stick with it and, and get through that really tough period, but also not happy with where we came. Mm. Yeah, mm. and let's not forget, you, you went down to Melbourne and you were, what, a minute and 12 seconds away from advancing into the last four. I couldn't believe with it. With seven players. Seven players that would undoubtedly, in my mind, be in the 17, in, the, in your strongest 17. They mm-hmm. were missing. And yet you, you run Melbourne down to the wire. And I think people ask, oh, was the Roosters' season a successful season or an unsuccessful season. I just think it's a season probably of regret. Regret that you got the injuries at the wrong time of the year with Jared's suspension as well. Yep. The regret of not playing that football at the beginning of the season. But the Roosters, they've been renowned for being you know, traditionally slower starters and then they build yep. into their year. But just wonder if they got it too late and they regret mm. that timing of the run. Yeah, it's it's a bit annoying, that whole start slow thing too. Like you don't intend to. Everyone's spoken about sort of we want to start fast next year. Like we want to be playing that style of footy, especially defensively, mm. from the start of the year and not let it slip away. And but another positive, like we spoke about C.Y. Wong before. Um, what a what a find he's been. yeah. Terrell May, mm. he is so good. Yeah, I yeah. Him in Reggie, mate. Like can't put him down, man. eh? Yeah, like just mm. yeah, mm. freaky guy. I I think the one thing you just mentioned it before for me. There was one, I forget what, it wasn't last week. It might have been the week before, talking about your scramble defense. I think you, they saved about six tries, like definite ones. Mm. And like, that's just like desire, isn't it? Like, yep. you know, like as a club, like, do you look back and say like, well, where was that yeah. at the start? Yeah. And, and another thing I wanted to ask you was, for me personally, I think the Roosters played their best, definitely attacking-wise when Sam Walker played. Mm. What was the whole, I suppose, reason behind his mid-year dropping is yeah. it was it defensively Nah, josh i don't think it was defensively i think it was more around his like sort of game awareness and 
mentality as far as like long game and kicking to corners and he just didn't have the balance right I think mm -hmm. so I, I think Robbo intended to you know send him back for him to get that right it sucked because then he strained his ACL and then that ended up being like a 12 14 week injury where he probably would have been in after a couple of weeks like yep. because it didn't get any better once he went back but the thing I love to see from Sam was how good was his defense when he came mm. back? Watching him play against the Storm the other night and just his like line speed and yeah, his defense was awesome. And you know, you know, like what you're going to get from him as far as, you know, he's going to create a lot of chances and you don't ever want him to lose that creativity and like fearlessness because mm. I love the way that he plays. He doesn't second guess himself at all, but just needed to find the balance of like, okay, now's not the time. Let's build into the game a little bit he more. He loves a long ball. Oh. I've never seen him throw one over the top as much. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he <laughs> loves like, it. Eh? Comes off, yeah. honestly. Yeah, but like I, I do, now you say that, yeah, it makes sense because it's, he's got all those highlight reels. I yep. feel that little grubber he done in one of those, regain. Mm. But then, yeah, I suppose his game management was probably where Robbo sent him back to get a bit of... um I suppose harden up in Well, he's yeah. a young player as well, and that's the journey that most young halves go on. Mm -hmm. They don't all just get first grade experience, stay in first grade, and get this, you know, this red carpet treatment for the rest of their career. Like you're gonna suffer setbacks, and then the injury, you know, compounded that. And this is a lesson for him, and you gain the advantage in two or three years' time. You, you know, short term pain for long term gain. I think for for me, the the, the Roosters, like I say, a season of regret. If I was coach Trent Robinson, I'd be paying media outlets to slag off James Tedesco mm. because he responded to um, his position <laughs> in New South Wales, Australia, and even the Roosters. Mm. That that was questioned by certain media personalities. Like, oh, it's time for him to give this up. Like, <laughs> he's gone. Like, Roosters moving on, moving him on. Like, you know, who's the Roosters fullback going to be? How are they going to have this tough conversation with James Tedesco? Ooh, oh, you know, our oh, Roosters are ruthless, right? They they only accept winning them. Like, he just seemed to take that on board. Well, he went to Byron Bay, did he not? And, mm. you know, that came under criticism. But he responded with his performance. He let his his actions do the talking. And I think if, if I'm Robinson, I'm getting people to write those exact same headlines going into the next season. So he responds and puts on the performances that he did in the past sort of six, seven, eight weeks. Yeah, he was all time towards the back end of the year. Hey, like... Yeah, probably a tough one, obviously, because the thing with James is that we probably take him for granted too, like how good he is. Yeah. So when he's not when he's not scoring a try or setting two up every game, yeah, if he has it's a, a bad, it's a bag. It's a, if he has a mm, six and a half or yeah. a seven out of ten, like a pa if he gets a pass mark, it's Ooh. like oh, it's not good enough. Is not, it? yeah. It's not it's not going to be good enough. And if he puts two or three ticks next to his name, but he doesn't get the asterisk and the Dali M points, it's Ooh. like wow. Well, what's going on here? Yeah. Especially for the Blues. Like, you know, if you walk into the, the, the New South Wales Blues Centre of Excellence, the biggest photo in the, in the big thing is yeah. Teddy, and it says 79, 31 seconds. Do you remember? He won, when, he won, that, won yeah, that, that game try. for the Blues. Mm. In, but then all of a sudden, they had to change the fullback this year. Like, they just forget, mate. And, like, mm. you're right. It's because he didn't star in the blue, like for the Blues. If you actually look at his numbers, no, he's going to be impressive. He exactly just, right. you know what? He probably missed a pass. He, and he slipped he, over. He, yeah, yeah. I think he missed a pass in State of Origin that if he probably passes, uh, I think it was, I can't remember who was on his outside, mm. they score and yeah, there was a yeah. slip as well. And those mm. two moments, they get 
from a series and they go, oh, well, he needs to go. But mm. he was, the, the important thing is he proved the doubters wrong with his response on the field. And I think it's a big learning curve for him. I'd be interested to see just if he's in that Australian squad because I, I think I, I love international football, but I think for the betterment of the Roosters, he needs a bit of a rest. I think that rest up in Byron Bay did him the world a good yeah. as well post-origin. But um, I think... They've got the foundations there, the Roosters, for a successful season. Obviously, Spencer Lenu and uh, Dominic Young coming in just adds to you. You're back as well. Fingers crossed you Ooh. get through the preseason injury-free and yeah. um, it's looking promising for them next season. They'll be they'll be up there with the favourites. Yeah, I'm excited to get those two guys in. It'll be an interesting first day with uh, Jared and Spencer. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah right. they had a big. I don't know if they've spoken or like I don't, I don't nah, know, but I can yeah. leave it. I can just go eat. Cheat up, cheat up. First you wrestle session. Yeah. Get him in there. What's that? Get them in different dressing sheds to start. Like, <laughs> oh no, you've got to earn your right to come in into the first team oh, one. Be odd. And then just say, oh, we're just going to warm up with some defense. <laughs> <laughs> Jared gets an eight week suspension in training yeah. to add to the one he's already got imagine them two on the field together oh, when they get it right yeah it's going to be good Damaging. hey lads uh, should we just practice playing with 11 just to make sure <laughs> because just in case ju- ju- yeah. just in case mm. just in case yeah looking ahead at all things finals tonight at time of recording both the Jeromes are set to play Panthers v the Storm uh, are the Storm any chance no I don't think so no. I think it'll be close though. Melbourne got dusted in the ruck again last week. Mm. Like, and that's two weeks in a row. Bellamy would be fuming. Like he'd be, he'd be, that's very rare that Melbourne get dusted in the middle. Like, yous were rolling in, mate. Like that were, that was fast play the balls and the Broncos absolutely embarrassed them the week before. So they're going to show up, I feel, this week. Yeah. But what can change within a week, what, six, seven days? Well, Josh, it was, it was an absolute trademark of the Melbourne Storm team when we were playing if I was to close my eyes and be tackled by the 15 teams that I played against when I was at the Dogs or or at the Dragons I'd be able to know which was a Melbourne Storm tackle Mm. there there was a certain feeling the positions you were putting the speed of the play the ball all that which made you think okay we need to tactically be aware of that and look to counteract it so we go in with an approach of going to the line and then short pass Mm. so we, we, we do that in order to counteract that at the moment, you Brisbane and the Roosters, mm. they didn't even need to do that. They were just running direct and hard. And usually Melbourne would just go, Oh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. You you're falling, you're falling into yeah. you're you're doing exactly what you we want you to do here. But they just didn't have an answer for it. And I don't know why am I falling into this trap of writing off the Melbourne Storm in a semi-final game? Yeah. Like we're, we're fools to do that, but mm. there's no evidence there to suggest other than their history. In recent times, there's no evidence to suggest that they can compete with this mighty Penrith Panthers. Do you know what I think happens there, mate? Exactly what you just said about the Melbourne. Everyone, they've got Munster, right? And everyone's, for the last three weeks, I've heard on everything I've listened to, Munster's about to explode. And he just hasn't. And that's fine, though, but he's not playing bad. But, you know, we were just talking about Tedesco having to, and I think everyone's waiting for Munster to do that. But for some reason at the moment, he, he, he... Put that kick in the corner on a dime, won him the game, and which was great. Under all sorts of pressure. And Tedesco was like, yeah, it was a great kick, like millimeters away. Unreal. But at the same time, I think that's why we. It's the the trap of like Melbourne will will be okay, but that's not the problem, is it? It's it's in the middle. 
Mm. It's literally in the middle getting rolled. And mm. if there's one team who's going to roll you, it's Penrith. Well, look at the, look at what they've got. Liotta, Fisher-Harris, then the deception of Isaiah off the back of Toto and Taruva. And then once you've dealt with all that, you've got on come Spencer Lane, you. <laughs> Tackle breaks for fun. Crazy. Yeah. It's honestly, is it just me or does, is it no way <laughs> Luai can play? Well, is that a Rico? Is did he actually? Rico? No, he didn't have a Rico. Oh, he didn't have full Rico? They just, did they just rehab it or did he actually get surgery? No, he got surgery. Jerome Luai. I'm sure he got surgery. No. Oh. Oh, that's no. all right. I, I, he's just, he's I thought, just I thought they just rehabbed no, it. No, no, no. Oh, that's no, all so right, he's, he's, he's rehabbed it. But mm. the, the highest risk of injury occurs to previously injured body parts. And th- there's like a huge chance that this could, could happen again. Mm. Look, it, ultimately, I reckon this comes down to an honest conversation with him and Coach Cleary about, uh, are you actually right? Yeah. And it, it's not even, are you going to have Big Nelson coming at you? That's, that's not the issue for me. It's the issue is, is the way Jerome plays, it's him bouncing, bouncing, landing getting tackled, out. landing. Yeah. I don't think it's that full contact piece. The, the big body running at him that's going to cause another issue. I think it's the positions and the outstretch yeah, yeah. of it that's that, it that pops it out rather than that 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 impact. Well, if it's fully if it's fully subluxed like the shoulder and it it happened to me for a season, just pop in and out. Weird things though, like you said, it's not a tackle because you brace yourself for a yeah. tackle, mm. but it's weird. You're stuff, in a strong like, position here, yeah, and you're stepping like even sometimes like step out wide, and he does. Yeah, like it could just be gone. Honestly, 2014. Grand final. I don't know if you remember. Half time, mine 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 popped out, and I literally had to put the brace on to keep it in. At literally at half time, yeah. and it, but it was from nothing. It like yeah. it was from literally like, a, but it was happening all year. I literally like just like something yeah. run past an arm, and it just like literally went, and it was gone. You well, that's the conversation he's going to have. Or how does he know? Jerome Law is going to want to play. Of course, he's going to mm. want to play, but deep down, does he know if he's going to be up to it? Mm. I yeah. think the um, them naming Jack Cogger on the bench is like big sign yeah, that uh, there's question marks net. there, yeah, whether mm. he'll get through it. But yeah, it's a, a big decision for that. I think for for him and his club. On to the other, Jerome Jerome Hughes. He needs the game of his life. I think if you look at you know how you beat Penrith, a team that's done it consistently over the past two seasons, three th- seasons in their period of dominance is Parramatta. Now that for me is based off. Mitchell Moses is long kicking game. Mm-hmm. So you put them in worse positions than they're usually in. And then those guys that we spoke about that come through the middle, they have to go back that little bit more and it makes all the difference. And it's off the back of Moses' expert kicking game. For me, Jerome Hughes needs to, you know, carbon copy of what Mo- Mitchell Moses does every time he plays this team. If Melbourne are any chance of getting the victory. Does he have it in him though, that long bomb? I don't, I, I don't think he does. I'll be honest with you. And that's not everyone's got it. Mm. Like, like, it's hard to put that long kick into that corner with the height. I think Cam, Honestly, Cam has it though. The, yeah, he the does. height, the yeah. height, mm. the time, the hang time. It's important, like, because huge man. Yeah, you, you, yeah, that gets you. That enables your troops time to get down, down there. there. So Toto and Taruva mm. aren't coming off the back fence and skipping and skipping. You shut down their time and space. Mm. Yeah, we well, watch when Nathan does it. He oh, gets it in there, every time. but then they lift. They lift the fullback. Yeah. Instead of the fullback charging back at you. Yeah. Because you get it, he gets caught, and they, mm. you know, they forklift him up and, and and drive him back. And and that's that time of all right. Boot leaves the ball. You look at the distance covered. 
and then the time it takes to go from boot to ball to in, inside the arms of the ball carrier. He's expert at doing that. And I think you need more than that to beat this Pemmiff team. You know, you back it up with some offloads and some good shift plays. That, that's what you need. You, you, Melbourne have got to be creative with their attack. It struggled. You know, they couldn't get a try against Brisbane. Their second half was trialless until the very last moment against the, the Roosters last week. Yep. Mm. You know, pe- pe- the degree of difficulty and the defensive pressure goes up. They've got to think think differently. Mm. Tactics of the long kicking game, but then when they've actually got the ball, yeah, I think they're going to throw throw something different. Offloads is a key one. Offloads, and then as soon as one of the forwards gets the offload, get the ball then to Munster to yeah. create that disruption in the defensive line. Don't try and go through Harry Grant again through the mm-hmm. middle. I think if it's offload from a middle forward, shift, shift off the yeah. back of the offload. That's how you usually get Melbourne last week. Like literally, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Offloads, killing him. Literally killing that's what, Terrell May. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, game that, that's what Melbourne need to do to Penrith yeah. if they're if they're any hope. I agree, mate. Our focus last week was because they started with all the big boys. Did you, did you notice that they um, started with Nas? No, no, um, started. Yeah, yep. started with like while she was on the bench, mm. and we knew that if we could weather that that storm for like sort of twenty five minutes, then we would be able to get their ruck later, which is what happened, and that's how we. Sort of got got the role on there, so the um young fellow that at hooker carved them, yeah, um, Sandon killed him. He was so he, good. He did, man. Honestly, that, that little ball burst yeah, to Lindsay. That's that's what <laughs> they got to do, though. Don't you reckon? That, that, oh, that's yeah. what Melbourne have got that to was do. A brilliant to. pass. Okay, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll chat all things Ben Hunt and his recent comment. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Footy Talk, a listener podcast. I'm your host, James Graham, and I'm with Connor Watson and Josh Reynolds. Boys, recent news, this Ben Hunt saga looks to continue on. Let's have a listen about what he said to Ben Dobbin recently this week. Yeah, man, I'll be a dragon 2024. Um, uh, it's not ideal, though, is it? Like, no, I mean, as much as you're going to play there, it, it's not your first choice. Yeah, honestly, it's not. We'd prefer to, to come back home, but um, yeah, that's where we're at. And you know, I've had some good conversations with Flano, and you know, he's coming in as a coach that wants to win footy, and, and he wants to be there to be part of that. And um, you know, I I understand that he wants to win some games. Less than convincing. Doesn't sound happy. I think Ben's made his point that he wants to move back to Queensland. I probably question about why he didn't have that thought this time last year. It was when he signed his extension uh, and we're all entitled to change our mind I just wonder what's happened whether that's been a desire to move back to Queensland or whether it's something that has happened at uh, club executive level because that sort of seems to be where this is pointing towards that Ben's been made some promises that weren't upheld I know he was keen on having a clause in his contract about if Anthony Griffin is sacked and then therefore his contract becomes null and void not too dissimilar to the Tino Faaso Malaawe and David Fafita clauses with coach Justin Holbrook but that said Hunt didn't get that in he's contracted to be at that football club what are you thinking going in day one of preseason new coach full of optimism but your skipper yeah probably doesn't want to be there not even probably. Doesn't Definitely, he doesn't want to be there. Oh man, I don't. I, I don't. I've never had much to do with Ben Hunt, and like, you have, mate. You played with him, and that hurts me, man. As a teammate, it really does. Like, just he's your captain, your halfback. 
And you can just tell from the tone in, tone in his voice, he does not want to be there. And as you said, he's allowed to do it. And but it's hard, mate. I really, I'll be. It's just hard for me, for me to like go in there and like train with him. And he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to do those extra things that you got to do, you know, during preseason. And yeah, he just doesn't look happy. He just you can tell, man. He's just not happy. He's not happy. But then, all right, Connor, you're there next year, mm-hmm. Joseph Suali. He is going off to rugby. This is going to be his last year with the Roosters. Yeah. Is that the same approach though? So it's, you know, someone that, well, you could argue has signed a contract to go to another sport. So technically doesn't want to be there. Is that different or? I th- I think it's different. Yeah. I definitely think Joe's is different to this because Joe wants to be there next year. Like we know that. Yeah. He's definitely made that clear for us. Like he, he wants to, do his best for the Roosters next year before he goes. Like, we know he's going, but he wants to make the most of it. And I don't know, I just feel like time and time again, we're talking about the Dragons and talking about issues that come from things that they say in the media. And mm. it'd be tough as a player, especially when your captain's saying that. It just makes, it would make you feel like you guys don't have a chance next year before a ball's even kicked. Yeah, because yeah. I think it'd be very difficult going into that dressing room because... And, and I, I trust Ben that he says, I'm going to give this my best. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play my best. But anybody that, that understands about motivation knows that your potential best is influenced by you feeling wanted and you feeling like you belong at that club, that organization, something bigger than you. So his best is nowhere near his potential best mm. if he's all in at that club. Or if he's all in in that organization. Mm. Like if you're at a place that you don't want to be, you can try your best. Mm. But it's nowhere near it. Nah. Not, because that's that's what motivates you. Yeah, it get, it what gets you, you to go above mm. and beyond. His best at the Dragons would not be his best, anywhere near the same best as what it would be if he was back at Brisbane, Gold Coast, mm. or in Dolphins, a place in Queensland. Or it's not the same well, look best. At the, look at the, it, it, it's it's a, not the same it's best. It's mindset, man. Yeah. Mm. It, like, is. it is. A mindset is vital. Massive. Anything yeah. in performance based. That's what it is. Honestly, how can he chip a guy, captain, like he, he's allowed to, you know, like, oh, if my captain says something to me and it's constructive, mate, I'll be like, yep, 100%. How can he say something to anyone where if, if you know that he's not in that same mindset as you? You go to these, an example, you go to these camps and stuff, right? You try and get real close to everyone. If you know that he doesn't really want to be there, is he really going to tell you what he really thinks? Yeah. Or is he going to be, I'll just get through this? Well, the reality of the situation is, Josh, you can't. Mm. You can't say that. And you're not even saying that because I know what it's like. You've got to care fundamentally that the, the ship that you're on is on this destination and I'm not looking for the door. Yeah. It's the only ship. It's the only ship. Yeah. Like I've got, I've got to be all the exits are sealed. Like I'm in this situation as difficult as it is as a skipper. There's a shit sandwich there. You've got to take the biggest bite. It's true. That's, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, that's football talk. And it's really difficult for me to, to weigh up what the best course of action for the dragons mm, here yeah. is. Like, do they negotiate their way out of this with a club like the Titans and look to get something in return? If that's not a possibility, do you hold on to your best player, your cub, your cub captain, your most expensive player, um, and and say, we're not going to be a place that you can just, you know, a contract with you means nothing. And, you know, allow, you know, if you allow Ben to go, then maybe you allow other players to go. 
or do you have the mantra of well if you don't want to be here there's the door it's mm. very difficult w- w- where they go with mm. those three and you know they might not all be options and, and it's so late in the piece now that if they do allow him to go who's going to play seven they've just let Jaden Sullivan go who's one of the best young up and coming halves really excited to see what he does at the Tigers he's a junior at the Dragons he came through there He's he's been allowed to go yeah that's where they got it wrong right there because for me if I'm that club let him go yeah, you don't. I don't so, so your course of action is you just say, if you don't want to be well, here, mate, away well, you go. Flano, Flano's won a grand final before with the Sharks, and now he's chasing a guy that doesn't want to be there. I'd let him go, mate. And I get it. But then what does that what does that say to you as a football yeah, club? Like, what what message been, does that send to how you? How long has this been going on for? It's not just like it, well, it started in Origin this year. It, that's when it all came out, and it, I, and I it feel wasn't. He's I to wanted, go before that. Well, he came out middle of Origin. That's where he said, said it. Said I want I want to go like. Today, mm. yeah, that's my yeah. I would. I would try to get something for him first, but yeah, no, ha- no of yeah. course, no. I'm saying, make sure there's as a club you don't get walked over. Get something in in return, but I'd be keeping Sullivan. Why would they get rid of him? Go. That seems bizarre to let go, but Sullivan, Sullivan anyway, because you know, it, Ben's yeah, he's, at the he's back probably end. only there for mm. a year. Yeah. How, how long yeah. is his contract, Ben? Is I it think two he's more got, years? Uh, two more seasons. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's only two more seasons, and then. Uh, and we know how rare the halfback situation mm-hmm. is here in the NRL at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, teams are locking them away. It's kind of funny, the, the negotiating table, let's be honest, it's it's the Titans is the, is the only feasible destination. Mm-hmm. The, the Broncos are full on the cap. If it's Queensland, if it's his homecoming he, he, he desires, the Broncos are full on the cap. The Dolphins have actively said no. Mm-hmm. So it's the Titans. I don't know if the and if he is to leave his contract, he has to be by the laws of the game. He has to be uh, compensated financially. The deal needs to match. So if he's on X amount of dollars this season, let's let's say it's in the ballpark of nine hundred thousand to a million dollars. If he's on that contract now for the Dragons for season twenty twenty four, he has to be paid the same. There's no way around that. The Titans can't rejig a deal it has to match up really yes it does you because otherwise this is how pylon teams happen yeah 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 you, um, and I the nrl that. have the rules in place to stop that from happening All they can't sense. even back end it has to match not like oh they can't back end no oh, they, see, could, I was they, they, they could have no they, they could uh, do a deal for um it, but it has to be that night whatever he's on now at the dragons it has to be matched he can be back-ended if the Titans look to extend him and go like season 2024 will match your Dragons and match your 25, match your Dragons. After that. After that, they can do whatever they want under, you know, if it was a four-year deal, years three and four can match and match, but two and deals, years one and two, which I believe he's contracted for at the Dragons, mm. 24 and 25 need to replicate exactly what he's done at the Dragons. So even at the the Titans... I don't know if they've got the space at the moment. So that negotiating table that I'm speaking about is like, where's the advantage? Mm. Well, you, I, I feel, do you disagree with what I said about just letting him go a little bit? Like I feel you, yeah, I don't know. I, I get it. I get what, what you're going to say. I reckon it's how say. you frame it, but mm. yeah. like it's... Yeah, the, 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 the messaging to the, the fans and the members are really important, but I, I don't know. I, it's got to be I, like... It, it's got to be... An exceptional deal, and if it's not an exceptional deal, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand for something mm-hmm. rather than fall for everything. Because if he goes, then what what, what message does that send to Jaden Sewer, Jack Bird, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Jack DeBellin? I see that side a, too. A, 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 and Suley, a, any other player, they just go, well, 
I don't want to be here either. I, I, mm. Like, I want to jump ship. Mm. The club cannot be shown a position of weakness. They need to come out of this winning. And and it can be a situation where Ben wins, the Dragons wins, and his future employer, his, his future club wins. But if, if you're the Dragons, we win. Mm. We've seen something similar yeah. with Payne Haas, remember? Two years ago? Yeah. That's, where he said he yeah. was going to leave. Mm. But I, was, I feel like this has yeah. dragged out for so long, eh? It has, mate. Yeah. And he said, and mate, the journalists are too smart. They prod him every time. Yeah, because yeah, this isn't going away, is it? Yeah, and, they, and they, what, are, what are they going to keep doing every time he gets interviewed? It's all yeah, that, those questions are smart, mate. You know what I mean? It's poking like, him, it's, mate. Like it's perfect. For yeah, uh, and as well, like, look, if you're making predictions on the Dragon season, like, I genuinely hope they go well, but they, they will have tough times. You have the, to the, win, the, eh, the, for yeah, it to, to be the, repaired. Yeah. The, the only way yeah. you get out of this is if you win. Mm-hmm. You win, you win your way out of the problem. Have they signed anyone for next year? Nobody of note from memory. Front row from South. Oh, Hame Sele. Hame Sele, yeah. 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 yeah that's think, his boy. That's his junior club. Yeah, yeah. Really good kid as well, actually. Yeah. Um, mm. That's good signing. Very good yeah. signing. Yeah, I think Flano will be will, will be active. Will be active. And where he targets that, you know, they need leaders, really. Fundamentally, there's a bit of a leadership void there at the moment, in my opinion. I, you know, I'm sure they'll make a case for... Some that are, I think, and there's some leadership development needed there as well. I think mm-hmm. Jack, Jack Baird needs to probably uh, assume that role and, and be guided through that. Um, Zach Lomax is, is another one. It, it's, it's tough to, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, but I know there's some right outcomes and that's a, if you're the Dragons, you win. And, and, and unfortunately, Ben's caught in a really difficult position here and I, could, I do consider him a friend, but you know, hearing comments like that, it's pretty disappointing. Mm. Yeah, you know, the, the the tone of voice. It's yeah, and I'm all for like people telling obvious. the truth. Uh, you know, yeah, no. you know, you no, agree, fake it yeah. till you make it, and all that. But <laughs> <laughs> haven't we? What like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, it's, it's the, and that's the thing. It's just the tone, isn't it? Yeah, he could be saying, "Yeah, I'm at the." It's just like, "Yeah, I'm at the dragon." <laughs> yeah, look, I, <laughs> I don't want to be here sat with yeah, you, Josh. Like, hey, I don't want to be sat here with you, yeah, Josh. But you can't put look at anyone listening to this to be like, "Oh, how good's that banter with those three? <laughs> really, I don't want to be here. <laughs> what do you do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank you>, <laughs> All right. Well, this story uh, doesn't look like it's going anywhere quickly, uh, but we are off for bit another break. Of, bit of media training of the, the dragons, you reckon? <laughs> well, actually, on. On a serious point, Connor, yeah. they had um, Moses Suley. Remember he said yeah. that those comments of, oh, I didn't really, when they brought that young front row over from Manly, like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Why would you say? Well, you were there. Get in there, mate. Not yeah. then. Yeah. I know I'd already you, left by then, now, Josh. mate. you got you eight jobs or something. Come Get back on. in there, mate. Mate. <laughs> Pot kettle black. Josh Reynolds. <laughs> Before we end this footy talk, listeners, have we got a potential prize for you. To celebrate NRL finals, footy talk is giving away a platinum double pass to the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final on October the 1st. Click on the link in the episode description and use today's code word. Captain! Listen to Footy Talk on Listener, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify every day until September the 27th to get a new code word and enter as many times as you like. Okay, everybody, that's it from us here at Footy Talk. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Josh. We'll be back next week.